Brian O'Driscoll on Off the Ball with Vodafone, official sponsors of the Irish rugby team. Team of us, everyone in. Have you seen anything like that? I'm a very confident front runner. I've carried for 33 years, 145 wins now, and that's the best win I've ever had. I have no idea what you have. I don't know. Um, how are we going to count all the shots? Do you, I, I can't keep track. I don't think he's pleased. Of course you would. That's a, that's a particularly stupid question. If they are show up, of course you want to play at the weekend. Now, folks, you're welcome along. It's Golf Weekly. Very happy to say that Nathan Murphy is with us. Hello. Hey, Joe. And Fionn Davenport, hello to you. Hey, Joe. I'm upset today, Nathan, because Peter Laurie has put his family before Golf Weekly. I'm not sure how we feel about this. Apparently, your child's communion is a big deal now. When did that start? I assumed Peter wasn't here because it was Spanish Open Week and he'd been flown over VIP private jet to the scene of his greatest triumph to meet all this year's competitors sort of like the way Jack would be there side of the green on 18 at Valderrama there's Peter Lowry waiting to greet the winner and tell them this is as good as it's ever going to get for you so <laughs> life, life goes to shit after this it'd be hard to think of someone who could bring the mood down more quickly if you'd just won a tournament yeah. <laughs> you know, I know you've won but it didn't make me happy so have we got the story of what like the the six hours after winning the Spanish Open I assume it was the flight was already booked from Thursday morning and a bogey on the third yeah hello I'm still going to change my flight from Friday <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I won I did win half a million quid but oh, it cost me 800 quid to change my flights which was really yeah. a disaster disaster my caddy wants a percentage what's going on here <laughs> yeah uh, so Peter's back next week uh, a few things going on in the world Fionn we I suppose it's the start of the new season which is wow. uh, strange to say on the PGA Tour, but the wraparound season. So uh, very much Las Vegas at the moment. I was reading various players because it's Las Vegas last week and this week, they've all pitched up at Butch Harmon's house just to hang out with him, to be get a few tips from him. He's sorting out DJ's double cross. He's uh, trying to get Ricky Fowler's confidence back. So that's what's been going on over on the uh, PGA Tour. Did the Shriners do it for you? What are our big talking points from the Shriners, Fionn? I mean, short answer, no. Long answer, yeah. There was a, there was there was some nice nice things. Good win for Sung J M. Uh, on Saturday, it looked like it could have turned. Even though it was a birdie fest with you know like ridiculously under par, the wind course in Las Vegas, Steve wins. Uh, uh, beautiful course, but clearly not that difficult, or certainly wasn't set up that difficult. And. Um, and if I'm not mistaken, it's the only course in downtown Las Vegas. You, you you don't realize that it's actually in the middle. It's like just off the strip. You know, it's not, you know, so you finish your day's play and you're into the casino like 15 minutes later. Um, but the, yeah, so look, Sung JM won. Um, Seamus Power had a great run on the Saturday and then just fell away on Sunday. Um but for me, if I had to pick the the kind of the one story that I that really gave me pleasure was Matthew Wolf marking his return to form after what's been a fairly torrid year for him due to his own uh, struggles. Uh, and so coincidentally, he he lost in a playoff at this event last year, 
and then went on a run of falling away from, didn't finish in the top 10 for the next 18 tournaments in a row. And, and you know, and, and he was very open and talked about his own struggles, uh, purpose and meaning and what's it all about and, and struggle to adjust. And, you know, for a young man who with a very, very promising future, um, that was great. I was just really, he, he's a likable guy. I love his swing. I love that idiosyncratic swing of his. More please, more swings like this because mm. doesn't it kind of convince all those hackers that like, yeah, yeah, you know, it takes all sorts. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. My quirks are just fine. Yeah, my quirks are just fine. I don't have to iron them out at all. Um, yeah, so now for a guy who's said, as I see, that he hasn't been having fun playing golf, that it hasn't been fun for him, and, and we know that, that the word fun is doing an awful lot of heavy lifting here. Um, it was brilliant to see him in the top 10. And uh, yeah, so just uh, for me, that was it. I think probably there's a bit of post-Ryder Cup exhaustion. It's hard, you know. And the shrine and the TV audience reflected as much. So, yeah. mm. it, I've never it's, been it's, to. Sorry, 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 Nathan. No, no, sorry. You go on about you've never been to. I'm going to say Las Vegas. I was just curious. You know, I feel like uh, that window is closed. I think you want to go there, young, free, single, ready to, you know, Maybe. take you, go where the night takes you, kind of a thing. I was in uh, Vegas two weeks ago. And it's my, I don't know, whatever, been a, a bunch of times for work and on other things. And I don't gamble. I don't drink. And, you know, I don't frequent late night clubs. And so, wow. and yet I've always enjoyed Vegas for its otherworldly bizarreness. So you, you don't know? find it grim and sad <clears throat> and tacky. Oh, but it is. It's, it's, Vegas is like a course of antibiotics. After a few days, if you're still not right, you need to consult your doctor because like you can't do more than a few days in Vegas. Um, the thing about it, like, if you are, look, if you're going to play, if you're going to play the tables, fine. If you're going to go out on a, on a, on a bender, amazing. It's a great city that absolutely encourages that kind of carry on. Um, and it's not even a high roller city. So the strip is more your high roller. So whatever it is, minimum $5 minimums at most tables on the strip. But if you go to downtown Vegas to the kind of the cheap and cheerful, uh, casinos in in old Vegas where it's like twenty five cents and dollar tables etc. It's it can be a huge amount of fun. No, I, I've always enjoyed like I remember uh, I remember talking to Ken early about this when he was out for the for the Conor McGregor fight, and his one observation about it was that every hotel in Vegas looks exactly the same. And it's not something I'd ever considered, particularly as all these hotels go to great lengths to to create their own identity. So the Paris Hotel is meant to be like this 19th century Parisian thing. You've got the Cosmopolitan Hotel, so on and so forth. So every hotel has its own distinct identity. And, but, but ultimately, they're all about chasing the same thing, these giant, giant spaces that are designed to take money out of your pocket as quickly and as efficiently as possible. And so... Um, yeah, so I, I've enjoyed Vegas. I've always enjoyed it. Uh, but this time, maybe because I was there and it was, you know, there was still post pandemic effect. There was masks, indoor spaces everywhere you went. Um, and uh, yeah, I think it just, you get tired after a while if you're not. Uh, I'm just kind of rambling here, really, about Vegas. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I, I've always, I, it's a bit like, 
it always rem- I've always found it remarkable that basically in a patch of desert where there was once upon a time a cattle station and that's it that they designed and built and they the mafia I mean <laughs> built this extraordinary tribute to 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 our appetites that's what it is it's a city dedicated to satisfying all of our appetites you know whatever they su- may be i'm surprised then that there's not more golf courses right along the strip and i know well, i was going to say space is at a premium but it's not really because you can go sort of every way and anyway uh, off the strip in vegas that again it's such an easy way of taking money off rich people which mm. is what vegas is all about that all of these courses haven't squeezed in something i guess they all have the greatest simulator in the world right now where you can go and spend the Spend a couple of hours. I think you should go, Joe. I, I don't think you're too old for this at all. No, you're Vegas not. a few times, and every time I love it. But now again, three, four point. days. I've You've been, been. Uh, I've been. Yeah, I think I've been three times. Yeah. Uh, once but I definitely overdid. I went for five days once, and five days was <sighs> I was like, Phew. it's a day and a half too many. Like, and you're Vegas is one of the, like like anywhere when you're on holiday, but Vegas is one of these places you're just always spending money. Like yeah, every minute of the day is more and more and more, and you want to experience everything. And every hotel has something kind of cool to go to, but you can do it. First time I went, I was like a student, and we stayed in. I think it was, was is it the New Orleans is just off the Strip. Oh yeah, I it's the big yeah, giant carousel wheel. Grubby, grubby enough. Or the... but it was like fifty quid a night or something like that. Like yeah, okay, you're happy. Yeah, you get to go yeah. experience it and. Yeah, I, I just like the buzz, the walking down the strip. There's always something happening. It's just always a bit crazy. But I'm surprised there wasn't. I always assumed there was a lot of golf courses right in the center. I know around, as you move out a little bit, uh, Vegas is full of golf courses. But I would have thought, yeah, like the win. I wonder what they're charging, Fionn. What are they charging? 500 bucks. Around. Okay. Yep. 500 bucks around. And that includes, like, you know, they, they'll meet you at the entrance to the hotel. They'll take the bag off you. And then it'll be... The next time you see your bag, it'll be spit polished clean, sitting on your golf cart at the first tee. You don't touch anything. And they escort you into the locker room where, you know, I mean, it's it's pure luxury, you know. This is the kind of stuff that you imagine um, <clears throat> Michael Jordan would be a regular visitor. And uh, it is quite luxurious. But, uh, and the course itself is quite narrow. And, it's, you know, it's obviously artificial. It's all brought in like fountains and rock formations and all the rest. But the thing is, is I mean, to kind of go back to the earlier point about Vegas, part of Vegas's relief and charm is what surrounds Vegas. So, like, if you were to spend all your time just on the Strip, I mean, you go slowly mad in a few days. But it's the idea that you can get, you can take a helicopter ride for a hundred bucks or hundred and fifty bucks to the Grand Canyon. You can rent a car and just go out into the desert, and there's a whole bunch of golf courses in and around Vegas. And so it's about getting in and out of the city. That's, I think, that makes Vegas an attractive option for a lot of people, aside from the aforementioned, you know, Sin City charms. We did a nice trip, Joe, for our honeymoon, which started up in San Francisco, drove all the way down uh, the Pacific Coast Highway, down to LA, and then a cro- drive across to Vegas, where you get that brilliant panoramic as you're driving in through the desert, and it just suddenly appears. Vegas, baby. I, I, I always think of that from Swingers, you know, that's where yeah. I think of that. That uh, exact trip that you mentioned, me and my wife were just talking recently, you know, st- and had the pandemic, the world's opening up, life's too short, what do we want to do? That was the one I said to her, I really want to do. I must, uh, I'll, I'll mind you. It's a brilliantly, brilliantly it. first world holiday because yeah. we had, I remember a couple of years before we got married, we'd gone to 
Peru and we'd gone a couple of places where there was a lot of backpacking and all that. I was like, Rocker, honeymoon. I just want, mm. I want sky in every TV room I go to. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted as first world as possible here. No slowing it at all. Yeah. The, $500 the, for a round of golf is pushing it now. What would you pay? Oh, but you wouldn't play the win. Beach? You wouldn't play that course. You play Pebble is similar, isn't it? About four twenty five for Pebble. Okay. No, I think Pebble is five oh five. Is this? Yeah. Oh. I, 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 I mean, a dare manner, is, depending. A dare manner if you're playing. Wayne's a high roller course. Is up in mass. You can play Bears. You can play Bears Best, which is um, Jack Nick. It's a uh, eighteen holes of Jack Nicholas's favorite desert course holes, all kind of a composite course and you can play that for like i don't know 80 bucks you know it's See, not that's what i would expect in vegas i would expect if i went to vegas that they go oh just around this corner at the back of the bellagio is augusta national perfectly <laughs> recreated <laughs> mm. yes i mean that's, and over there uh, is pebble shape. beach yeah the, the, i think uh, uh pebble beach if i was there got 505 is painful i think you would have to it's that iconic I didn't. isn't it i didn't did you fion no you play pebble have you I, yeah, I, we again because we drove down and we were in uh, Monterey and I'm going to is it 17 mile drive or 19 mile drive? 17. 17 mile drive. And um, we were there and we stopped in Pebble Beach and walked around. It was the week after GMAC had won the US Open there, and there was an oh. opportunity to play. It was up on five hundred dollars, but I was like, I'm going to be going out with three really rich Americans, yeah, using borrowed golf clubs. Mm. Like, is this? I don't know if I'm going to actually enjoy the full value it's, if I were to play. See, my logic would be, because anyone listening might be like, geez, Malloy, high roller, $500. It's actually the opposite. I'm such, I'm so not a high roller. The odds of me even getting back to California a second time are slim-ish. I may never get back a second time. There are other parts of the world I'll want to see. There are only so many summers and so many holiday opportunities. My logic would be, I'm so not a high roller. I will never be back here again within touching distance. I got to do it. My... My experience of Pebble, it's an amazing course and all the rest, but it's exactly what you said, Nathan. So so you're put out. I mean, it's really, they're very friendly people at the course. I mean, really friendly. Everybody there is like very welcoming and very well organized, but you're put out in regimented 12-minute slots, four balls, and there are course marshals who are patrolling all of it to keep it moving along. And if you lose a ball or are looking for a ball, the marshal will go, okay, just drop another one and move on. It's not, it's a keep it all going kind of place because it's such a popular, yeah. it's such a trophy destination for golfers from all over the world. So there's no kind of let's relax and just enjoy this nice round. Now, if you're hitting it well and you're hitting it straight, sure. But if you're not, it's, it's not perhaps the, it's not the most relaxing experience. Fair enough. I mean, St. Andrew's top of my list. It's disgraceful. I just mm. haven't gone over there and queued up at 5 a.m. and taken my chances. That's the one. If anyone wants to join me, yeah, you're more than welcome. That's in the next year. Has to happen. Uh, so this is where we will say goodbye if you're not a subscriber. We do actually talk about golf on this podcast as well. Sorry, <laughs> we've um, segued into uh, travel chat there with Fiona, as happens from time to time. But we've uh, some golf to talk about. So patreon.com forward slash golf weekly is where you will find us. Come and join us. We are powering right through every week and more besides. Show and tell, all 